would record this also for our people who are not with us. Um, so we're, we're continuing uh, Colossians chapter two and uh, should uh, finish chapter two by today. Um, the, the idea again, what we've been talking about before is um, as we said the last couple of times from the, from the beginning of chapter two is, is the characters of the church or the healthy church or the church that St. Paul is dreaming and praying for, the church that is full of, uh, of love, full of, of steadfastness, church that is based on the faith, on the, on, on the being fruitful, uh, and then continuing to tell them and continuing to, to, to uh, uh, let them aware and make them aware of, of what's happening and also of who, we, who they are. Of who they are. So one one thing that is very important, as we said before, is especially at the end of of, of the study last uh, time when he was talking about that we are uh, have been forgiven, right? That we have been the 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 debt has been uh, paid and it's been nailed to the to the cross, nailed to the tree. Uh, as he is he is talking about also the um, what used to be done in the time what used to be done in 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 in, in the greek roman time when somebody has uh, a debt against him when this is paid they will take it nail it to the to the to the to the uh, tree and saying that this is this is this is paid you are free to go now and based on this we continue the, the last passage of chapter two from 16 till 23. Um, based on all this, based on all this, let, let's read the last, the last verse that we read last time. Again, Colossians two uh, verse 15, and then we'll continue after this to what we have today. Colossians two verse 15 says, uh, or 14 and 15 says, having wiped out, this is the New King James, having wiped out the handwriting of the requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And we talked about how, hand, how that handwriting being wiped out, being, being washed, right? Being washed like, like white. Uh, and, 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 and also the same word, which is uh, covering the walls from the inside with gold. And then he goes, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it. And also we talked about that the same word, disarmed is the same word that he talked about in verse 11, which is take off, disarm, take off. And by this, we said that he is the one because he already disarmed the principalities and the power and the, the, the power of, of evil. That's why we are able to take off the man and the flesh and the old man and continue with that. So with, with this, with this, he continues uh, or he ends chapter two by, by um, mainly three warnings, three warnings. And in, in general, in general, you cannot ignore or neglect or overlook warnings, right? If you have in, in general, right? If, if, we are, if we are not aware, if not paying attention to the warnings that we have in everything, as you're driving, as you're walking, as you're working, in everything, if those warnings are not being um, uh, recognized, then, then 
the consequences of that, of that is what we fall into the problem of not being watchful for the warning. So here, if we read the, 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 the verses or the passage itself, we'll see that basically he is giving them three main warnings. Let's, let's start with chapters, with, the first, with verse 16. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the, to the head from whom the whole body, nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So what is he talking about here? This is all based on what? Based on the whole beginning, from the beginning of chapter, of chapter uh, one till what we are reading right now. What is he talking about? He's talking about basically, again, one thing which is very, very important for all of us to understand is how to be free in Christ. How to live this life of freedom, how to live the freedom that we have in, 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 in living with him and in being his children. How to, to not to be uh, entangled, as he said. He says the same thing, by the way, in Ephesians, in, uh, in Galatians. Galatians 5 talks about the same thing. Galatians 5 talks about the same thing. If we read it real quick, uh, you see the, 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 the resemblance and the uh, same mindset of that. If you, if you open Galatians chapter 5, and from the beginning of the chapter, That we have to read actually both of them together. We have to read Colossians 2, 16 with Ephesians, with Galatians 5. And I want to read it and you tell me why, why, why we have to read both together. Galatians 5 from, I'll read like, start from the beginning, first of all. Verse 1, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. This is Galatians 5.1. And again, if we read Colossians 2.16, one more time, he talks about what? Let nobody judge you, right? So why is that? Why both of them are very important to read together? What do you think? What is the same line that he's talking about here? Okay, say again, I can't hear you. 
or freedom. Freedom. Nabil is saying freedom. Yes. Yes, Mir. The only true judge is God. So let no one judge you and tell you you're doing right or doing wrong. Okay, what else? Don't be enslaved to the judgment of people. Don't do things just because of people, right? So all what you worry about is, is what will people say and how will, people judge, how will people judge you? And that becomes the whole life. So you are enslaved to the people because you want to make sure always that they will say this and this on you. Okay, that's one thing. What else? This is in verse 16, verse 17, which are, or verse 18, let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels going in details about visions. What is he talking about here? It's interesting, first of all, let no one disqualify you or let no one cheat you or it's basically a word that is used if somebody is winning a prize, but the judge will what? Will decide to take that prize from you. So you are a winner already. You are victorious already. Again, exactly now, if, you, if, you, if you're watching the, the Olympics, somebody is, 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 is competing and, and, and giving everything and being able to actually win a, a medal. And then at the end, the judge will say what? It's not yours. It's not yours. So he, St. Paul is using the same, the same word that you are already victorious. You are already, have, you have the crown, you have the medal already. So let no one from outside do what? Take this from you, disqualify you because you are already qualified. So what, is, what are those things that will disqualify them according to this? Asceticism, worship of angels and, in and going on in detail about visions. Now here, the word asceticism might, might throw some people off because we, 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 we actually like asceticism, right? All the saints and all the church fathers and they were working hard and they were living in the full asceticism and everything. So what's the difference here? What is St. What is Paul actually trying to say? Is asceticism meaning what again? In this case, people are pretending to, but asceticism by itself meaning spiritual exercise spiritual exercise so you are going into certain uh exercise in order to maybe i, I will i will i will fast every day till uh, three o'clock okay i will eat meat just once a month uh I, I will whatever right so certain work of the body that is kind of, of controlling the body controlling the body so is this what saint paul is talking about here this is very important because a lot of time this passage is taken against legalism and against structural worship, which is very much in orthodoxy. So this is very, very important to understand what's behind this and what exactly does he mean by this? Otherwise, if you read this out of context, you say, okay, all what we do in the Orthodox church is what is wrong. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do uh, asceticism. We shouldn't do fasting. We shouldn't do all those things. So what is he talking about here? Go ahead. Practicing without the spirit, right? Because that's what the Lord said, that if you worship him in spirit and truth. So doing things without the spirit. And not only that, but doing things for what reason? If we, if we, read, if we read verse 18, 
doing this for? To be what? Puffed up. To have that what? Pride, to have that self-righteousness. Like I am doing this, so I'm gaining this. So I am go, I'm, I'm now, as we said last time, now I deserve the salvation. But this is not what he's talking about. I was just reading something. It says that, by the way, from verse 16, he doesn't say, do not do this. But he said, what? what? Let nobody judge you. So from the point of view, he's not saying that the commandment is wrong. He's not saying that that fulfilling the law is wrong, but he's saying what? Do not let those things or do not do those things out of what? Out of just your spiritual righteousness, your own righteousness, your own pride. This is not what will get you, right? And all this again, if you if you remember, he is he is fighting the idea of Gnosticism again, because with Gnosticism, they were saying that 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 you know. As we said before, either taking the two extremes, either you are body is wrong, you have to, to work hard and you have to be fully ascetic, live the ascetic life to the fullness, or on the other hand, what you have to do all the purification and all the, the, the worship and all the celebrations and the feast, because all those things will reach you and make you go get somewhere. But here is not saying this, it's not like if you are free already in Christ, if you have won the prize already, don't go back again to what. That's exactly what he said in Galatians. That's why I want to read Galatians. Don't go back again to be entangled by the bonds, right? And as you were saying last time, you do those things out of what? Out of your love, not out of what? Obligations. It's not like I have to do this to be better. No, no. But you, you're doing those things. The more you are loving God, the more you are actually neglecting things, right? Anymore, you have understanding of this, that the whole idea is what, as he said here, he said something very, very important at the end of, of, of verse uh, 17. What, what does that mean? These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Or the actual word is actually Soma. The, 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 that's why in Arabic, Al-Gasad, Fadil Masih. Soma. Oh, Christos. Why, what is he talking about here? What is, why is this verse important in the midst of that certain passage? Tegan? But here he's saying the body is Christ's. The body is for Christ. So that he's, he's trying to say that, what, again, those things, be, if you want to do those things because you think that the body is wrong, that the body is evil, that the substance, is, that's why the translation translated this into what? The substance, not the body, in both the, the ESV and the New King James, right? But the substance is of Christ. Why? Because the substance is not evil. Actually, the substance is being glorified and being sanctified in Christ. Right. So by by understanding that, by understanding that it's not it's not the observations, it's not the legalism, it's not the Judaism that people were trying to to push the, the, the faithful to go back to. This is not going to get you anywhere. But what will get you is knowing that the body is what. Is for Christ. And in order to understand that body you have you, there is no way to understand the body outside of. Christ. And this is very, very important concept. 
we will never be able to understand the body, understanding ourselves, understanding our life on earth without uniting with, with Christ. And that's the same question that you see, you know, God forbid, but if, if, you, if somebody lost some, someone, right? And, 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 and a close person, close family member died for a reason. And then if you look at all those things, they look at, at okay, like what's, what's the point of life then? It definitely doesn't make any sense if it's away from, from God. But if the substance of is, is Christ, if the body is Christ, everything that I'll do, I'll do it with that mindset, right? And that's why, again, St. Paul said that God gave us everything for our enjoyment. So how, 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 he, how he is giving us everything for the enjoyment? Because what? Because we are doing this in Christ. We're not just doing this to, to nourish the body, to, 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 to forget. That's why later on in the same passage, you start to talk about what? That we are in verse 20. How can you live according to the principles of the world? Because you are not in the world. Yes, we are in the world, but we do not belong to the, to the world. So how, how is this, how is this again, uh, 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 practical in our lives. Again, it's very important to couple things to understand. Number one, that what, what he's saying here, we cannot take this out of context and said, here you go. That means that we, we should not fast or we should not have a legal system or should not have a structured worship, right? He's not talking about this. He's talking about do not go back again to the things that you think will give you salvation away from what? Away from, from Christ himself. And he's saying also that, that what, 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 when people do this or preach for this for their own righteousness, that's not also right. That's why he starts with those warning. Do not, in verse 16, again, do not let no one pass judgment on you. And in verse 18, let no one disqualify you. And then in verse 19 or 20, it says, Do not live according if, if you still live in the world. Do not live that you are still living in the world. So those three, three uh, warnings are very, very important and very, very um, relevant to our day and age now, right? Because how many times we do things because we are afraid of people? Always, right? What will people see? And again, I'm not saying to ignore and just to do whatever you want, because that's why, again, if you go back to Galatians 5, you, you read, again, the completion of this mindset. If you read Galatians 5, verse 13. So if somebody says, okay, here you go. St. Paul is talking about freedom, about, you know, do not have any system, do not have any, any legalized worship, do not have any rules. Nobody can tell you anything. You do whatever you want to do, right? You go again to Galatians 5, Verse 13, it says, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. See? They're 100% completing each other. Right? And with that comes all, all the, 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 the rules of the church, because the, the church puts, put the rules in order to serve each other. As we said before, it's not only for myself. Right? When we say that we have the fasting of St. Mary right now and we all should be fasting together, it's not just for me. 
It's for the body together. That's why he goes on again in Colossians, in Colossians about the body of Christ. Right? So he's, what he's trying to say that if you really want to fulfill and want to enjoy that freedom, you have to enjoy that freedom within the, the body. And who's the, 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 the head of that body? Is Christ himself. And there's another word here that's very, very important, which he says that... Um, um, In verse 19, back again to, to, to Colossians, verse 19 is very, very important the way we understand this. He's talking about where is that body or how does that body consist together? It's not just a, a random body and there's a head for the body, but no, he talks about what? That out of that head comes the, the whole body. This is very, very, very different and very important also. That it's not just like a random body and it happened that that body has a head. No, he's saying what? Read it again and see exactly what does it mean. Colossians 2 and verse 19. It says that, and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourish and knit together. So out of the head comes the, the body. And this is very important also. It's not just we're, we're just like put together somehow and then we just choose that there is a head for us. No. The head is there first, and out of that head, what comes, comes the body. From whom the entire body by the joints and ligaments being supplied and held together. What are those joints and ligaments? What do you think? Because remember, right before that, he says what? You shouldn't do anything. <laughs> or if somebody wants to misunderstand this. But here is saying that that body, which comes out of the head, so the head first, out of the head comes the whole body, and that whole body is what? Held together by? What are those joints and ligaments? Sacraments, one thing. What else? The church, exactly. The church, the fathers, right? The, 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 the the because later on he talks about the tradition made by man man made tradition but here he's talking about that that ligaments and the joints are the tradition that we used from christ himself that hold the whole bodies together right and that's why again we have to abide by that and that becomes i was just reading something for for uh, for uh, metro late metropolitan athanasius of, of Venezuela. uh he's talking about that the church gave, uh, or Christianity gave the church two things that are very important, the Bible and the Holy Spirit. The Bible and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit guides the fathers. So you can see that one, and, and, and we all see this, and a lot of times when we argue about things, actually, we're just, we're just talking, we had a meeting with the, with the college servants about a week ago, and we were talking about this, that you know, sometimes the children, or not the children, the, the, the college students come to us and say, what you when we when we open a topic for discussion, and then you don't come at the end and say exactly here is what we should do. Right? So we're talking about something that's very important that that you know, even with the church fathers themselves, you see that one topic, every father can have a different opinion. And this is the beauty actually of the church, right? Because they are still all guided by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is giving each one of them a different view but at the end at the end as as 
St. Paul says in Galatians that everything should be helpful what? For serving each other. So nobody's just coming up with, with, with the mindset of his own to serve his own self. To serve his own self. And this is, this is where we, 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 we define, again, the capital T tradition against the small T tradition. The man-made tradition and the God tradition, the ligaments and the joints that he's talking about. The ligaments and the joints will lead all the body to what? To the head, right? But the small T tradition, the, the, the tradition of the man, which is again, it's not gonna lead to that. It doesn't, it doesn't help our salvation. It doesn't add anything, whether positive or negative towards our tradition, towards our salvation. So with that, with that, he goes back again saying that in verse 18, I'll go back again to verse 18. Uh, do not, and this is, this, is, this is very, very, very critical in our lives. Let no one disqualify you, insisting of asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions. At that time, people like saying that they are seeing visions and they are so uh, having those mysterious mystical way of knowledge. This is all about Gnosticism, by the way, that they have this, this, this uh, visions that tell them more and increase their knowledge and make them puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind. So if, if we take this, this, this particular verse and let no one disqualify you, what else can disqualify us? Again, disqualifying the same word here, meaning that somebody was awarded a medal, but then somebody else or a judge or whoever said, what, this medal, you're not, you, you don't deserve this medal. I'll take it from you. So here we are, we deserve our freedom, we have our freedom, we should live in the freedom of Christ, as St. Paul says in Galatians, but then things take that freedom away from us. Like what? What do you think? Hmm? Our past. That's what you're saying? That's a very important point, and we talked about this on Friday sometime. Our past, how does our past take our freedom for us? Not knowing and not believing and not trusting that we are forgiven, for example, right? Or knowing that, again, whatever we've done before or whatever our personality was before or whatever things that we're struggling with, it's always hunting us, right? So we can't live that freedom. Okay, what else? What else? Doing things without understanding, including, as he said here, including spiritual practices. One big great example is actually prayers. As I said before, sometimes instead of prayer being something that will lift us up as something that is joyful, something that we really want to do, it becomes a burden. And we feel bad. And every time we pray, we feel even worse. <laughs> like, no, it's not supposed to be like that. Every time I pray, I should feel closer to God, not away, further from God, not feel more guilty. But wh why would prayer at that point take us away and feel, make us feel more, more guilty? Because we're doing this for what? Ourselves, to be puffed up. 
And if it if it doesn't satisfy me, I, I that's not that's not good. Wrong understanding of, of prayer. As you said before, being attached to the church, not attached to the Lord of the church, the house, not the Lord of the house, as we said before. And that's what he's talking about. Do not go back again to those things. As if St. Paul is telling them again, this is, this is, if you want, you know, I have been praying for you and I'm praying that you, 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 you will know and you will know that, 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 that in him is the fullness and you should be fully filled to the, to the, to the head. And then he comes again here back again, talks about what, about that body, that there is no way to reach that unless you are attached to the head. And because of that also, everything that you do, we need to question ourselves. Does it really attach me to the head or take me away from him? Are the ligaments and the joints that he's talking about, are they really attaching me or not? And that, that goes back again to the people who was used this part saying, what, here you go. St. Paul is saying no towards any kind of structure or, or organized worship, and we shouldn't be legal, legalized and, 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 and going on with all those things. But, but the same analogy that he put actually proves the point and the need for the church. Because imagine if, imagine if there is a body without ligaments or joints what kind of body would this be nothing safe right loose you can't even walk you can't function so if we say that here you go saint paul is saying that there is no need for that we can there's no need to, to to control the food or to control the drink or to control anything and everybody will do will, will do whatever they or she or he, he wants then the whole body will be what not joined together there will be nobody but again, it's the purpose, the joints and the ligaments, the, the purpose of that to hold the whole body to the, to the head. And that's what he's talking about here again. And not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments grows with a growth that is from God. And this is another very important point. Grow to the growth that is from God. And that is the good question again. If I'm growing, am I growing? My growth is coming from God or from my own self, right? And also the idea that if there is a body, that body has to grow. There has to be continuous growing. There is no body that is static, right? Then the body is dead. A living body has to be a growing body. And that growth comes again from attachment through the ligaments and through the joints to the head, through the church, through the teaching, through the fathers, through the sacraments, through help, through advice, through spiritual guidance. And that's why, that's how the body will grow, will grow into that. And then, so we said, this, is, this passage is, is, is full of, of, of warnings. 
be careful. Let no one disqualify you. And before that, let no one pass judgment on you. And then the last passage talks about, again, from verse 20. Any questions about this passage so far? Okay, verse 20 till the end, till 23. If or therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. So what does he mean by this? Because again, this passage is, can, can, can be still more and more confusing. What does he mean by this? He's talking again to people who were very much impacted with the, with the teaching of the Judaism, right? Until now, till now, you know, even some of, 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 of you know, uh, churches, uh, I know some friends from the Ethiopian church, for example, still till now say, okay, we cannot eat pork. We cannot do this, we cannot do that. And as if, again, those things will add more or take away the, the righteousness from them. But here St. Paul is saying exactly what God has told St. Peter before his, his uh, uh, going to Cornelius, right? Go and eat. There is nothing wrong. But what makes things wrong? And you compare this to what St. Paul says when he said that if eating meat will stumble my brother, I will never eat meat. So here he's saying no one will tell you what to eat and what to touch and what to drink. But there he's saying that even if doing something will stumble my, bro my brother, I will not do it. So what, what is, what is the, 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 the line here between this and that? Based on what? On love. Exactly. Based on love. So that's what he's trying to tell them that, you know, if you have died with Christ from the basics of the world, what are the basics of the world? The basics, actually, the actual, the actual meaning is like the ABC of the world, of the world. What, what is the ABC of the world again? Like if you want to understand this, what does it mean? The principles of the world or arcane al-alam in Arabic. What do you think that means? or the elements of the world in another translation. One of the meaning is the letters of the alphabet as the elements of speech. So the speech cannot be speech without what? 
alphabet, right? So it's the same way. If we don't have an alphabet, we cannot have a spoken language, right? The principles, actually he is also talking about or attacking the mind of the Gnosticism where they said that there are certain elements of the world that is the source of knowledge, the source of, 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 of being and everything. So he is actually using a word to actually specifically refute and talk about and de defend or attack the, 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 the mindset of, of people who are thinking that, that the knowledge comes from the world itself. The elements from which all things have come, the material causes of the universe, the material causes of the universe. What does that tell us if we are dead from the material causes of the universe? What does this tell us? Remember Philippians 3? What does it say? If somebody can read uh, Philippians 3, verse 7 and 8, and also verse 20. In Philippians 3. Yes. Okay. An eight? Hmm. Okay, and verse 20? Hmm. Exactly. So what is he saying now? And what is the relationship between this and between this Colossian? Here he said that if you are died, if you've died with Christ, you've died from the principles of the world. That means what? If we talk about principles of the world are the alphabet of the world, the, the main things that makes the universe. Here is saying that we are not of that, right? And that's why he was able to say in, in Philippians again, what things were gained to me that I have counted loss for Christ? Because I do not belong to, to the world. And that's why in verse 20 in Philippians 3, it says that our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this, this kind of actually redefine again the whole purpose. And redefine again the idea of if we are living in the world, that's exactly what Christ said. By the way, St. Paul didn't, you know, a lot of people said Paul has his own theology. He started his own teaching. No, this is exactly what Christ has said, right? I do not ask you to take them from the world, but to keep them from the evil one. Right? That's exactly what he's saying here, that if you died with Christ of the principles of the world, why do you live as you are living? Right? Why you are so entangled with too many things? Why you are so worried about what will people say about you? Right? 
We pray because we want people to see that I'm praying. We fast because people will say that I'm fasting. We, we, we go even on missions or, or do service or do whatever so the people will say that I am this and this and that. I say like, this is your, actually, you're losing your crown that was given to you. You're disqualifying yourself by going back again and being so entangled by what the world view is looking at. Yes. Say again. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we are sojourners. That's exactly what St. Paul is saying. That our citizenship is from heaven. We are passing by. And that's back again to my first point. If God forbid somebody lost someone and, and away from all this understanding, it will become very, very, very ridiculous. Like why? Why would somebody just like we had uh, a family that used to live here and they lost their son about a year ago. Today, actually, is the, the, the first uh, memorial for one year. And, and he was just about to graduate from, from, from dental school. And before graduation, and he was in a car accident, he was gone. And it was very, 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 very harsh, very hard. And you hear all this, like, why and why now? Why, why wouldn't God even let him graduate so his parents can do this and do that. If we are away from this mindset, it's definitely not fair at all. It's brutal. It's, it's just like, it's, it's mind blowing. Like why, why, why would this happen? But when we come back again to the mindset of Christ that we are, again, our citizenship is in heaven, right? That we are working through our life to those things that will come. That's why he talks about this in, in, in the beginning, again, in verse 16, that the main thing is only, sorry, let me go back again to Colossians. And verse uh, 16, it says that, that therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food or drink or with regard to a festival or new moon or Sabbath. Why is that? Because right before, after this in verse 17, these are shadow of the things to come. So the whole focus is about what the things to, to come. But we, we, we got so confused and we, we are so much consumed by the shadow of the things, by the things that's here, by the things that we supposedly died of this world, the principles of the world. And principles is a very, very important word because principle means, again, that it's, it's, the, it's the basics, right? Which is very important. But in the meantime, it's very, it's, it's very, very paradox. Like, you have died of the principles. Like, how is that? Like, if we are living in the world, but we are dying of the principles of the world. Like, yes, because we are not of the world. And this is, I think, the problem that we all cannot understand. And we go all our life going in circles based on this particular problem. That our eyes are, again, that's exactly what St. Paul says, that looking at the unseen, not the seen. Not looking at the things that are seen, but to the unseen, because the things are, the seen are temporal, but the unseen eternal. That's exactly what he said. And this is the whole point. That's exactly what St. Paul is trying to tell them here in this passage. That you are already free. You are already glorified. You are already winning the prize, winning the medal. 
the, the gold. So why do you go back again and get entangled with all those things? Why do you go back again and say, no, this what will make me righteous. People will make me things. The world will give me this. Like, who cares? Just on, on, on this uh, last vacation, you know, Luke and Christy wanted to go parasailing. So they went parasailing. And so talking to them about this, like later on and just watching, you know, you're, you're on a boat, right? And you're hanging onto this parachute or whatever that is. And then step by step, you start to ascend. And the more you ascend, the lower, the smaller the things look like. So that boat that you're, 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 you're you know, holding you in the ocean becomes what? Nothing. And the more you go up, it's more actually peaceful. You're, you're detached. You're just looking at the whole world from top. And that's exactly what Augustine said, that I sat on the top of the world when? What? I did not want anything from the world. I did not need anything. I do not attach to anything. That's when I was sitting at the top of the world. And what St. Paul is telling them, that's exactly what, uh, what I'm telling you. You are not of this world. You have died. You have won the prize. You are already free. So what in the world makes you go back again to being entangled? What in the world makes you go back again to judge you? I say, you are righteous or you are not righteous. Why would you live again as you haven't been freed before? That's why in verse 20 again, why aren't you in verse 17? Why are you keep looking at the shadow of the things? not the real things. And that's why he works, he, he adds the, the idea of the body, soma. Because soma means what? Substance means what? It's something what physical exists, right? So he's saying that, that in order to get out of the shadow, you have to look at something physical, something really, and that's exactly our problem, right? Like Abuna, we can't believe because we need something tangible. We don't see God, we don't hear him. We're just talking about things. But here, St. Paul is actually saying, no, this is actually not right. Because of what? Because we have to be attached to the, to the body. And that body is soma, it's physical. <laughs> it's not just illusion. As Gandhi said, Christianity or religion is just what? Some kind of, of addiction, right? Of running away, avoiding. We're not avoiding, we're not just saying this. No, St. Paul here is very, very, very clear in his, in his terminology that he said that, that the shadow of the things will, 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 will be replaced by something physical. I was just reading something goes like, you never bump to the shadow of the chair, but you bump to the chair itself, right? So the shadow is, is nothing, it's not physical. But St. Paul here is telling them in order to move on and to grow, you have to be attached to the body. And that body is physical, soma. Like all of us together, exactly. That's, that's who we are. And that head of the body is Christ himself, who is actually physical. That's why a lot of people say, you know, what we take in the communion is just symbol. No, it's not just symbol. Or more and more, why do we even have to take physical body and blood? Because, because God is physical, right? We were talking about this one time before about C.S. Lewis saying, saying that we are not... Uh, 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 Spirit in body, we are body and spirit. We are both together. 
We cannot differentiate. We cannot say this is something, this is something else. And this is what St. Paul is trying to tell them here, that if you had died with Christ from the principle of the world or to the element spirit of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion. So, and this is again, the, the, the wrong understanding of, of orthodoxy and Christianity as it's a self-imposed self, uh, religion. It's not a self-imposed religion. So it's coming from Christ himself. And those are, again, those are the ligaments and the joints that are controlling and holding the whole body together with the head of the body, the actual head, out of which the, the body comes in order to continue to, to move on with it. So he, this, this, by this, he ends this particular passage and go on again with chapter three uh, about, okay, now you have died, then chapter three starts with, now you have risen. Right? So what, what kind of life should we live? If then you have been raised with Christ. So end of chapter two is goes what? If you have died, if you have died with him, right? If with Christ you died to the elements, but that's again, and that's why that death is always followed by resurrection, right? Dying of the elements of the world doesn't mean that we are losing. As exactly, that's why we, we read Philippians 3. What I feel, what I consider loss is what is gain, is gain. How can we live this in a practical way? I don't think we'll ever live it unless we really understand that, that we are attached to the things to come. And those things to come, we are living them from here, from now. So whatever we do is not just to do it so we can feel good, or we have that self-righteousness or have the people say, say whatever about us. No, we're doing all those things in order to taste what are the things to come like and to be attached to the full body of Christ through the ligaments and the joints all together that we are moving and growing to the fullness of Christ in him uh, we live forever. Questions? Okay. I think we'll stop at this point. Um, next Saturday, we'll continue, God willing, uh, as we will uh, we'll also, maybe let's do next Saturday, 7.15, just to get a little bit of time. After Vespers, we do uh, glorification for St. Mary, and then we can start 7.15, uh, so we're not uh, behind in time. Okay, sounds good. God bless and let's pray and then we'll uh, conclude. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And hear us, Lord, and say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done. Love of God, the Father, the Jesus, only begotten Son, the King, the Holy Spirit, go in peace, peace be with you all. Amen. Thank you. 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 Thank you.